Welcome to Geeks Worldwide presents Press Any Key. I'm, of course, your host, Michael Schluger, and this is episode 291, but who's keeping score? Certainly not me. Uh, we have a fantastic show for you today. Let me introduce the crew. We have Josh Irwin. Hey, what's going on? Good to have you, my friend. Good to be here. And j- the disembodied voice of Jay Rich. Hey, how's it going? Always. thought it was... Uh- Always good. Potentially spooky enough for October to be a disembodied voice. <laughs> Always good to have you on as a disembodied voice. That's my Indeed. preferred version of you. Um, of course. <laughs> I, do, I do have a face for radio. So. That's true. <laughs> um, so let's jump right in uh, because we are being kept, kept, I should say, on a very tight uh, time limit this, this week. Um, we are going to start with a PSA. And then we're going to jump into a what the fuck, because that's how we roll. So uh, our PSA, the Oculus Rift, is now seen, uh, seeing a permanent price drop to $399 with the touch controllers. This is a pretty good deal, in my opinion. Um, it was a promotion originally that they were doing over the summer, but now they uh, smartly decided to just keep the pricing because they've seen sales go up. Um you think you think this is going to be the sweet spot for them, or you think people are going to hold out for uh, you know the next generation of hardware? I think if they're going to sell it, three ninety nine is where they're going to sell it. Um, they also push some other initiatives for businesses where you can now bulk order and get quantity discounts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think this is I think they're making the right moves. Yeah, I agree. I think I think these are this is the way to go. This is not quite the price point that's going to bring in. Uh, you know, all the mainstream people, but uh, I it'll help for sure. It will definitely help. Yeah. You will see a lot more action going on. If people are willing to spend a thousand dollars for that godforsaken iPhone, they sure as hell can drop down 400 for say the RVR headset. Right. You know? Uh, so there's that. Uh, and if, if you're interested that the price is in effect now and pretty much everywhere. So you can just go to their website and order it, or you could walk into a, uh, I don't know if Best Buy still carry them. You should you should check with your local Best Buy. But the the price is everywhere. That price is the new price going forward. Um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about Oculus because as as Josh mentioned, they had a, a bunch of announcements recently because they had a developers conference. But uh, we started to do things a little differently, and uh, instead of saving all our what the fuck stories uh, for the end of the show, we now like to tease you a little bit with one up front. Um, and so our first story involves. Colonel Sanders. Um, no, we're not showing you that incredibly creepy and frightening uh, VR training uh, level that, uh, <laughs> that KFC came up with. And uh, if you truly want to be frightened on Halloween, you just turn off the lights and watch. Just watch that. It's like yeah, it's true. It's, like it's very spooky. Fifteen minutes, and the hair will rise at the back of your neck. It's that spooky. Um, no, they are doing a promotion in WWE 2K18 because obviously, uh, when I think of wrestling, I think fried chicken, right? I, I mean, doesn't everyone? This is. I mean, the two are not completely separate. <laughs> no, no, that's true. Not completely separate. So. Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders will now be a playable character um, in WWE 2K18. You will have to assemble him uh, in create a wrestler mode. Uh, but, I mean, he is a thing. And uh, 
absolutely incredible. Yeah, and there's now such a thing as sponsored achievements and trophies. So, yeah. so you got to put the you got to put the pieces of the chicken back together to make Colonel Sanders, who's in like a ripped white suit with his all his guns hanging out. Yeah, I love it. That's I mean, everyone knows that Colonel Sanders was jacked until the end of his life. I mean. Oh, yeah. Dude, all that fried chicken had to be good for his muscles, right? <laughs> all that protein. That's all, that's all he did. He ate fried chicken, then he, like, hit the gym. That's it. That was, <laughs> that was his life. <laughs> Got to get that protein in. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, no, I I don't even know what to make of this. I mean, KFC, I think, to, to a large extent, just does a bunch of wacky shit to keep themselves in the news. They're always doing something weird like this, and okay, I, whatever works, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it works for them because I don't know. Someone's eating that chicken. It's not me, but someone is. Someone is. Well, you're on the East Coast. You have way better chicken places over there than we do out here. Is that what it is? I guess I don't know. I would imagine so. I've got like local places. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Peach's Hot House here in Brooklyn. Fucking amazing. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, so that that is pretty much it. That is uh, that is our first what the fuck story, and we have one more for you. If you stick around to the end of the show, I promise it's a good one. Um, let us go back to Oculus for a second. They are having what I think is a is a pretty good week, a pretty positive week. Um, they're just coming off their uh, developers. This is the fourth developers. Yes, Oculus Connect Four conference. Um, and there they took the wraps off what they're calling the, uh, Oculus Go. So this is a $199 headset. They are uh, basically citing this as the sweet spot uh, standalone VR headset. Um, so my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so this thing uses inside-out tracking, Right. Uh, they've talked about it before. We've seen a, a very yes. r- rough prototype of this about a year ago. Uh, yes. uh, but so this one is a newer prototype. I've read extraordinarily, you know, uh, positive things about this. It's not as powerful, obviously, um, as you imagine. By the way, I can totally hear you breathing, Jay. So you might want to move. Sorry. Sorry, here. Step back. Um this thing isn't quite as powerful as the uh, PC one, the the four hundred dollar one we just were speaking about a moment ago, uh, but um, it is really good. Um, you know, it's it's better than the uh, was it the, the Gear VR, which you, you have to put your phone into. This one doesn't have a phone. This one has all the sensors, I believe, in there. Um, I assume it uses like an SD card for storage space, but that has that been said one way or the other? No. No. Nope. Okay. So I imagine there's going to be some sort of SD card thing going on. Uh, and yeah, I mean the the important thing here is 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 inside out tracking. So you don't need to set up base stations. You don't need to like have any wires that you're worried about tripping over. This thing is completely wireless. It's doing all the work in the headset alone. Um, and it doesn't. It, it doesn't do inside-out tracking. It doesn't. Nope. I'm confused. I thought this one. It doesn't. Nope. It does not do inside-out tracking. Oh, so this one you are setting up a base station. Then. No, you don't do any of that. It's just like a Gear VR. Oh, okay. Are so, you sure? Uh, my understanding is it does inside-out tracking. Mm-mm. No, I'm positive. I read the. I watched the announcement and then I went back and read about the announcement. Because I thought that when they announced this mobile one that they were going to announce the one with inside-out tracking, and they did not. They absolutely uh-huh. did not. So 
This is basically an Android. This is an Android device with a unique screen. The screen is a higher tech. Um, the lenses are the next generation of Oculus lenses. Um, but other than that, it comes with the little wand controller, just like you can get for the Gear VR. But it does not do inside-out tracking. Interesting. So I the I was this gonna, is it. I was yeah. going to mention the lenses. The lenses are in some ways a step down in the sense that they're LCD lenses versus OLED uh, lenses. However. LCD lenses, basically Facebook is saying they've gotten good enough that these are fine. And of course, they're much cheaper to manufacture than OLED. Um, these L- yeah, these LCD lenses has, have a higher pixel fill rate. So they will actually reduce the screen door effect over the AMOLED that they're using now. Oh, it's AMOLED. I'm sorry. Yeah. Bad, you know, pseudo game journalist. Bad. Um, well, I, underst- I understand where you're confused because like I said, I watched, I watched the announcement. Well, I watched OC3 and I watched OC4. And when they announced it, I was like, oh, finally, they're going to release the actual information on the thing they discussed at OC3. And they said, oh, yeah, it's 199 You can get a wand controller. We've got these new lenses. We've got these new screens with a higher fix- pixel fill rate. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting for them to talk about inside-out tracking. They didn't, they didn't talk about it at all. And then they talked about what they were researching with inside-out tracking, but not with the Go in particular. I see. I see. I see where my confusion's coming in. So that... The inside-out tracking is uh, referring to – it's referred to as the Santa Cruz yes. prototype. So that's yep. that's what's going to be using inside-out. All right. Yep. Uh, Jay, what's your take on all this? I mean, I don't know. It's same as my general take on VR. Like, <clears throat> that's really cool, but it's not going to give – it's probably not going to give people the experience that is really going to sell them on VR mm. that you would get with one of the quote-unquote real headsets. Mm-hmm. Like, giving someone face on time with this isn't going to give them a, like, markedly better experience than just giving them a Gear VR one of the other phone headsets, but... I, so then, I agree with you, yeah. I, I was going to say, since you, <coughs> since you took a look at the, uh, at the announcement and you, you watched the presentation, so the processor is inside this, right? You're not putting your phone into this one. I was right about that, right? Yes, you're Correct. right about that. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. But the processor's built in. It's probably the basic Android operating system because the whole all the apps cross over. So it's got to still be running Android on a mobile processor of some kind. Um, and I think that where they went wrong really is I think I don't think they necessarily needed inside out tracking, but I think that if they could have included two of the wand controllers for one headset so that at least you'd have some semblance of using both hands at the same time, I think that would have gone a long way, but they didn't. I see. Um, that's not the only bit of VR news, uh, for the week though. Steam VR also had a bit of news. Um, they are basically updating the, um, space potential, uh, for Steam VR 2.0. In other words, uh, in the past you were constrained by how much space you could move around in. Um, and now they are going to be rolling out an update that allows nearly 10 times the square footage up to a maximum of 132 square feet. Now, most of us obviously don't have uh, 132 (laughs) square feet of free space that we're going to utilize. This is more for the um, enterprise side of things where if someone has a warehouse that they want to turn into like a giant VR gaming room experience, what have you, uh, they'll they'll now have the flexibility uh, to do that. My question to you is, 
I, and I really wish Chris was here because Chris would have been able to answer this question better. But um, I haven't, I've seen a bunch of things where like supposedly stuff is being built, but I really haven't seen anything come to fruition. You think this is the innovation that people were uh, waiting for? Could be. I mean, we know that uh, that enterprise half of it, like a lot of like theme parks and stuff like that are very interested in that side of it right. and they are the like you said definitely the primary uh market for something like this for 132 square feet of gaming space i think that uh what you're seeing is um oculus and vive have seen what that they that business wise that, that businesses want these devices for whatever they want them for whether it's for exhibition or for doing virtual office stuff mm-hmm. um so you saw two announcements this week you saw the one from vive uh, about that which i think they also said you can link up to 10 base stations together and get actually 1200 square feet um which is insane yeah which is crazy so you see that business announcement from vive and then you see the business announcement from oculus uh about you know being able to buy 10 20 30 100 headsets at a time and saving money and they include an extra sensor so you have more space so i think you're starting to see uh vive and oculus realize that there's business potential here and not just consumer potential right and i think if anything if nothing else um if enterprises if theme parks or whatever take the jump and you know integrate this stuff we'll start to see home sales increase as well because this will start to reach the masses and they'll realize this is a thing i can have this in my house it's not going to be 132 square feet but you know i can still have the general experience and you'll see r&d funds increase and you'll see the tech itself uh get better faster and all kinds of other positive things too so definitely for sure definitely yeah, I'm looking forward to it because, unfortunately, you know, we're still so niche uh, with VR. Um, everyone talks about potential, but no one is really, you know, no one's really capitalized on it yet. So I want to, I'm still waiting. We're all still waiting, I think, for it's awesome when it penetrates the, the mainstream. Yes, yeah, so we're just always waiting for penetration in the story of my life. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> always waiting, never lucky. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Just exactly. the tip. <laughs> Just the tip. All right. Um, what's, our ne- what's our next story? What are we doing? Um, so our next story, let's talk about um, Xbox for a second. Uh, so Xbox is rolling out a, an update from Minecraft. Uh, for those of you that like don't remember, Microsoft bought Minecraft a couple of years ago, but they've been pretty, you know, uh what's loose with it they they've tried to stick it into as many systems as as possible uh they're trying to penetrate other systems they've tried to penetrate other systems trying to penetrate exactly very penetration is very important Uh, very important and so they are rolling out a new update called better together and so this update is going to unify every single platform um on minecraft except for one uh so you know, basically Xbox One is going to be able to play with Windows 10, is going to be able to play with mobile players, with VR players, and even Switch players, although the Switch players have to wait a little bit longer for the update. It is coming. Uh, there's only one system uh, that obviously I have left out, and that is PlayStation. PlayStation is not allowing for this uh, better together update to function as necessary. And Xbox is making it very clear, like, look, this is this is Sony. Sony's, Sony's decision. Yeah, this is Sony's decision. We we want this. They're the ones that are basically telling us no. 
Um, and obviously, you know, this isn't the first time Sony has said no to crossplay. We've had stories recently about Fortnite, and uh, before then, we had stories about uh, Rocket League. Uh, my question uh, to you guys is. Do you think Minecraft is going to be the one that's big enough that's going to force Sony's hand? Like, I, you know, I thought Rocket League was pretty big, but I would I would argue that Minecraft is even bigger. So, is is Minecraft going to be enough to uh, twist no. Sony's arm? Why would they? When they have what almost still almost double sell through numbers? Like, what the fuck do they care? <laughs> you know, I have to agree with you. Like, that's really that's really what it comes down to. Like. There's a reason why Nintendo is the one that was like, yeah, of course we can play. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, Sony doesn't need to have crossplay on Minecraft. Like, A, I'm guessing the Minecraft sales on PS4 are probably the lowest out of all the platforms. That's fair. I would, I would, take, a, I would take a stab in the dark, like, as far as a ratio goes, like, compared to their total number of installed users. Like, <clears throat> like it may have more, like, raw download numbers than another platform, but... Maybe not even that, to be honest. Like, mm. I would guess that the quote-unquote target audience for a PS4 has a very low overlapping Venn diagram with the target audience for Minecraft, whereas like Xbox One and Switch probably have a little more overlap in that Venn diagram. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. I can see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's funny that this conversation always is always one-sided. We don't ever hear anything about what Sony's got to say about it. We just hear Microsoft saying, they told us no. Um, so... I don't know. Like, I, I, I wonder if it has to do with Sony's infrastructure not being all that great. Um, I'm where, sure that's a big part of it. Like, they're not confident in their own, you know, network infrastructure to be able to allow PC and Xbox players onto it. And, oh, by the way, the former head of their network infrastructure is now taking Andrew House's spot. So we've got that to look forward to. Yay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. One more time. So uh, we were talking about uh, Sony's network infrastructure not being all that strong. Right. And, you know, Andrew House is leaving. Oh, I see. And the, the, you know, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment or whatever, uh, Scott Kadera, is that his name, is taking over. And he's the one that's actually presently in charge of Sony's network. So the guy that's built a network that isn't all that stable is now taking over the PlayStation platform. I mean, he's a logical choice. Totally. True. Just saying. You are uh, breaking up a bit for me. Just saying, though, Josh. Am I? He's coming in clear for me. Oh, okay, is he? All right. As long as he's coming yeah. in clear for someone, as long as the uh, local recording sounds good. But uh, all right, um, moving on. Uh, let us. Do you so here's the thing. Like the uh, the uh, Bethesda story is so close to what the fuck that I was gonna save it for last. But I I think arguably the uh, open critic story is a little larger in terms of like, the what. Oh, that's true. Let's no. Let's do the Bethesda one first, and then do yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I was tempted to make this a what the fuck story, but it's it's uh, it was on the border there. It was touch and go, but we decided to keep it as as a regular story uh, because th- I don't th- I don't think the Bethesda was trolling on this one. So basically, uh, here here's what we're talking about. So Bethesda tweeted out. Uh, they, they've got the new Wolfenstein game coming out, right? So they've got uh, Wolfenstein 2 coming out to PC. The game looks very... Bit, super dope. Yeah, it looks super sweet. Um, graphically, it just looks really crazy. Um, and they, Plus, you get to murder Germans, so I mean... The Germans. The Germans. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, they tweeted out, uh, make America Nazi free again uh, on their Twitter. Yeah. 
and and uh you know you know shit hit the fan basically like people started tweeting back at them who i i don't know if they were trolls or just like trump supporters but they were they basically accused of they accused bethesda of like taking a political stance and uh, so that's so my favorite tweet i saw of this was someone tweeted out like this is how we got where we are just throwing the word nazi around blah 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 (laughs) and someone from bethesda on their personal twitter account was like, this game's about killing literal Nazis, you dipshit. <laughs> and like, you go to his Twitter account, he's like, yeah, I work for Bethesda, but this is my personal account, my tweets don't reflect the views of Bethesda. So it's like, he's totally in the clear, which is hilarious to me. Like, <laughs> But it's like, that's where we're at in America, is that like people are like, they hear the word Nazi and they're like, oh, they must be talking about me. And if you're at a point where you think that, you need to reflect on the choices you've made. So I, they did not mean for this to be political at all. I think we're at a point in our country's history where pop they did culture, use, they clearly used Donald Trump's like yes catchphrase no, like one hundred percent. But I would argue that Donald Trump's catchphrase is pop culture now and not political culture. Right, right. I, I, so I agree with that. I so I don't that. feel like they were making a political stance. They were taking part in the pop culture that has become politics. <laughs> You know yeah, what I mean? True. So yeah, it's not yeah. really a political stance. It's just this is pop culture right now. And that's fair. They're getting burned for it, which is totally, totally ridiculous. It's it's insane. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, like it it's it's a clever little twist. But the, as Jay mentioned, the game is literally about killing Nazis and has been for well over 20 years. I mean, this At is least not, 20 years. Yes. This is not <laughs> right. this is not like a brand new, you know game uh you know uh feature or something like this is not like new territory for the game the game has always been about killing literal nazis uh and yeah it blew my mind like to the point where you know i wasn't sure if the people were just trolling or if the people you know seriously got offended i really couldn't tell it was just so over the top is quentin tarantino getting hate mail for the movie he made like 10 years ago i mean come on seriously like just ridiculous. I mean, maybe. He might be. Yeah. It's Quentin Tarantino. He might get hate mail every day. You don't know. He probably does get hate mail every day. He's kind of uh, abrasive that way. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But the the point is, like, how fucking ridiculous is it that saying that, like, hey, Nazis are bad is, like, a controversial fucking statement today. <laughs> like, Yeah, that that it potentially could be controversial is, is just mind-blowing. Absolutely. Mind-blowing. It's yeah, mind-blowing to me, is it? That's stop a real being thing. Offended over everything. Just stop being offended at everything. Like seriously, yeah. shut the fuck up. Ironically, that's what the actual white supremacists tell everyone. But then, as soon as anything comes up about them, they enter fucking three-year-old toddler meltdown mode. So yeah. start kicking and screaming. Little tiny baby white supremacists. Yeah, they're the fucking worst. Anyways, anyways. Sorry to get sorry to get political and say that white supremacists are bad. I hope no one. I don't think disagrees with me because then you're a fucking idiot. I don't so. think that's a, a controversial statement. Yeah, you don't think so, but as it turns out, it is obviously. Obviously, if I was Bethesda, obviously it's a um, very controversial. I statement. love that. Like, I remember my favorite one was someone was like, "I'm canceling my order of this game now." I was like, "All right, great." Yeah, it's like, "All right, yeah." <laughs> well, that's the that that is the fucking consumer culture thing, though, right? Like, let me talk to your manager. I'll never support you again. Like, and. Sp- like in today's day and age, that matters zero percent. Like, mm-hmm. especially with a game like that that's going to sell eighty trillion units in five minutes. So, 
Well, so it's it's interesting that we're talking about this idea of like, oh, we're not going to pay for this or we're not going to support you because it kind of leads us into our next story, which in you like I did that. Yeah, I like I did that. (laughs) I keep you around um, among other reasons. Uh, This is getting weird. I know Chris isn't here. I feel like I have to, you That's know, true. insert a little you, flirtation. You have to penetrate. That. You have to penetrate somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to penetrate there. a new market for us, and you know, you're making it difficult, Jay. That's fair. Take it over. Bend over and take it. Um, <laughs> so our last story involves Open Critic. Um, for those not familiar with Open Critic. Have you ever heard of Metacritic? Essentially, the same thing. Uh, it's, it's, the same thing yeah. it's, it's a review aggregation site. And basically, um, they have recently announced a policy change. They are going to start um, notating when a video game uh, has loot boxes in them because loot boxes are cancerous in the video game industry. Um, Especially with, obviously, we, we were talking about this a little bit last week with uh, Shadow War coming out and how the uh, 100% um, ending, the, tr- the true ending of the game, as you will, is essentially locked behind loot boxes. And between that and Forza 7, their shitty loot box system, um, it seems like we're in a loot box epidemic of sorts. Um so what do you guys think? Is this? I mean, I, I I think this is a great move. I think I'm surprised this wasn't done sooner. Um, do you think that uh, the loot box culture is going to be changing anytime soon? Nope. <laughs> that was fast. I don't think this change. I, I think this change is absolutely like it's a good thing that it's happening for people who are concerned about it. But the pro the problem with the as you called it the loot box culture is this is just the logical next step in the thing that the uh, entrenched video game fans have been bitching about for the last 20 years Mm. you know first it was expansion packs then it was dlc then it was season passes that you know it's all it's all the same shit like this is just the next level of this is the next level of stuff and honestly like as far as loot boxes go i have a huge fucking problem if loot boxes contain actual like gameplay items or story i don't really give a shit if it's just cosmetics because That's something that you are opting into, and it's just an extra revenue stream, basically, to keep a game going. And I have absolutely no problem with them in free-to-play games. Where I have a problem, like we mentioned, is stuff like Oscar of War, where it's, you know, it you're locked... The Part of a game is locked behind a paywall, whether it's a loot box or otherwise. Like, I have a problem there. And the thing with loot boxes, it's... They're actually a really brilliant system for making money, because they depend 0% on salty gamers... They depend on casual gamers who will throw a couple bucks here and there at a game because they're used to it on free-to-play games or mobile games. And they depend on whales, which, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the term, means someone who is like a collector and they have to have everything a game has to offer. So they will spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to own everything in the game. So they'll, they will buy hundreds or, or hundreds or thousands of dollars worth of loot boxes in order to get that. That's what the loot box system depends on. It doesn't depend on quote unquote real gamers, which makes me laugh because every time I hear that phrase, I want to fucking vomit on my own testicles. So, well, now just to Wait. just to sort of B 
be devil's advocate for a moment here. Um, you know, before the show, we were talking about there has been one game before that sort of um, locked away the true ending of the game behind DLC, and that was Asura's Wrath, which it was an okay game at best. It was never going to, like, hit... It was never going to change anyone's life. Yeah, it was yeah. never going to change anyone's life. It was never really going to, like, be the top-selling game of the month, even. Maybe the week. Uh, it like maybe the week, but maybe, probably not maybe even Maybe the that. week, but I don't even know about that. Um, and so, you know, I, I having the, the true ending locked behind the DLC definitely upset some people, but I don't think enough people cared about that game in general to do anything to the industry. I think Shadow of War, you're going to have, obviously, a much larger base playing that game. Uh, do you think that, uh, you know, something there will change? Because a lot of people, a lot more people realize, oh, shit, I need to spend money if I want to, you know, see the true ending or whatever. I could. This game could be it. I think, on honestly, though, I really and truly believe that to have something like this change, you would need a game like Overwatch to put a character behind loot boxes or something like that. Like, or a map. Like, oh, you can only play this map if you open it in a loot box. Or you can only play as this hero if you open it in a loot box. Like, and I say a game like Overwatch and not like League of Legends or whatever, because Overwatch is a game that you already pay full price for. Right. Like, if a game like that locked something behind loot boxes and random chance, that's when you would see people. That's, I think, when it would be like, End of days. Yeah, so, I mean, those games already exist, but they're mostly mobile games, like gotcha-style right. games. Already do that tactic, but yeah, I agree with you. It's uh... But those are also 4 and $5 games, not $60 AAA titles. Agreed. Agreed. Like, and those th- those games are despicable, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to defend those games, because, good God, who would? But uh, it really would require something like Overwatch or... Like if, Red Dead caliber, Redemption, gotcha. like if Red Dead Redemption, like if Red Dead Redemption Two had that in it, like some form of that in it, like or whatever the next Elder Scrolls game is, like oh, you can only unlock the final dungeon once you find the map in a in a chest that you buy. Like I am so certain that Red Dead will have so much goddamn DLC and and oh yeah, absolutely, it's gonna have eight hundred chapters of DLC. But the, like I don't know, I've always been a proponent of DLC to be quite frank, like. For the most part, like, to me, it's just another word for expansion pack. However, if I ever find out your DLC was on the disc when I bought it, fuck you and your entire company. Like, you had that shit done and you could have just had it in the original game. Eat shit and die (laughs) if you're fucking doing that shit. Like, you are a goddamn monster. So I haven't heard Josh say anything, so I'm going to give him a chance to... uh, Sorry, yeah, sorry. I thought a lot about loot boxes, as you can tell. It's it's all good. I I you know to be honest with you, I don't really care one way or the other about loot boxes. I think that uh, I think they need to be a little more descriptive because not all loot boxes are created equal. Um, you know, you've got stuff like Overwatch where it's fun to earn loot boxes or whatever, and then you've got stuff like Forza Seven where the loot box system is really jacked up, and they're both full price games. So I I think it needs to get a little deeper into terms of, you know, what the loot boxes are offering and uh, what users think about it, like maybe a scale on the loot box thing. Um, But, yeah, that's where I stand on loot boxes. DLC is, to me, a completely different discussion. But uh, for loot box, I think this maybe doesn't even go far enough. I I think it should have a little more detail in it. More detail. Yeah, like I said, not all loot boxes are created equal. Like Overwatch versus, you know, you, know, you take Overwatch versus Shadow of War. Or Sh- well, or yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but uh, you know, you have access to all the characters 
in Overwatch from the get-go, yeah. the, the loot boxes are cosmetic. And, and right, right, right. Stuff. Which, over, like, I know we keep mentioning Overwatch, but I think it really and truly is the best example because it is a full-price game that has put, I would say, more content out for free than most other games ever, ever do. Like, mm. any other game, I think, all of those characters would have cost money. All of those maps would have cost money. Like... That's just it's it's insane how much money Overwatch has put out for free and like how much they have quote unquote sabotaged their own loot box system basically in that way. Like you know, they're not and like that's what always gets me when people are like, oh Blizzard's just a cash hungry corporation. It's like it could be so much fucking worse. Do you have any idea? Like do you even understand how much worse this could be for you? Good point. Like Good point. It's yeah, it's funny to me. Well, I'm gonna just toss a quick question out and say to our listening audience, where you stand on the uh, loot box issue? Are you excited about the loot box system in Shadow War? Do you, you know, do you feel like the ending shouldn't be hidden? You know, to be fair, you know, we should be a little bit more specific. It's not that you unlock the ending from the loot box; it's that the ending is hidden behind a mode that is a grindy mess and loot boxes will help you beat said mode much much faster so that's what we're really complaining about but uh yeah i'm curious to to hear where people stand so uh, tweet at us at uh, pack podcast and let us know um and that brings us to our last story uh of the week uh it involves saget from street fighter 2 and Isn't it Sagat? I don't, I don't know. know. Everyone just... says it. Some people say Saget. Some people say Sagat. When you say Saget, I just imagine Bob Saget in a fighting <laughs> game. And honestly, that's way funnier than anything Street Fighter's ever done. Yeah, so. like snorting coke and... Right? Snorting coke and yelling obscenities at people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd play that. For sure. Um, so if you have a massive, massive... Uh, you know, wallet burning a hole in your pocket as we speak, please give us your money. Uh, but if you still have money after you gave us money, then you can buy this massive statue of Sagat or Saget, as you were, as you prefer. Um, it costs $1,150. Um, that's, by the way, there's a slight difference. There's two different ones, one that has his arm crossed and one that doesn't have his arms crossed. Well, that has him just like kind of touching his, like, or like with a hand motion in front of his chest. Yeah. So one one is basically like uh, Sagat or Sagat before he gets his ass kicked by Ryu, and the other one is after he gets his ass kicked by Ryu. Yeah. So it's uh, it's one thousand if you want pre, and one thousand one hundred and fifty if you want post, because apparently the right. uh, the eye patch adds an extra one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, the eye patch and the the giant chest scar yeah. that's the other yeah so yeah i mean you can pick it up uh the uh it's being sold by pcs collectibles uh, so I have, a, I have a question about this yes. so fighting games have uh a sorted sorted history of having uh very well endowed female characters that uh you know are sort of the like a big reason that people latch onto the aesthetic of any given fighting game yes i agree statues also have that history of making statues. If you're making a statue out of a fighting game, why is it you choose like the fucked up beaten up American dude and not like Cammy or C Viper or any of the like 
kawaii waifu characters in street fighter like i don't fucking get it from a like from a marketing standpoint i mean i feel like if you want a statue of cami or whatever there's like a million of them out there that you can purchase right no i i get that and i just don't understand why this company didn't just make another one of those instead of fucking sagat cheaper to license sagat i i don't know i guess i guess I don't know. They want to. Also, I feel like if you're going to go with one of the male characters, like obviously Ed Bison is who you go with, first of all. They, they wanted Ed to Bison go with a. Uh, a hysterical. A, uh, they wanted to give women the lady boner. I don't know. Maybe some women have like a thing for giant muscled tie men with. I, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. Sagat just seems like a weird choice in Street Fighter in general because he is like. He's not really a fan favorite, right? Like. Who the fuck gives a shit about Sagat? I mean, so I want to be clear. The same company does have a ton of other statues that are only priced slightly less. They have some gorgeous uh, oh, I'm sure. seven, seven to $900 statues of Akuma and Ryu. And okay, see, an Akuma one would actually be pretty dope. At, All right. So, I mean, if you go to their website, which is popcultureshocktoys.com. I know it's a mouthful. You can look at their lineup. Um, they have a bunch of stuff available for pre-order and stock. They're all gorgeous. They're just all absurdly, absurdly expensive. Like, be prepared. I mean, I don't. So, I have no, I have no issue with the the price. Like, I get, I get the price. Like, I get that that's what we're doing. Like, I understand why the price is that high. Like, that is, I, I, I've spent a lot of money on sideshow collectibles. The like crazy limited runs statues that you know range anywhere from uh, like 500 to two thousand dollars like typically you just le- like you had to have a payment plan for them though like through your comic shop or like game shop dealer yeah, it's pretty crazy like, I, honestly based like i i fucking get collecting statues like i understand that i just i don't understand when you get a statue licensing deal like if you're charging that much money for it, you should be better goddamn sure that people are going to buy a lot of it. From what I can tell from looking at their website, it looks like they're slowly making their way through um, every single Street Fighter character. And they have, like, variants of them as well. So they have, like, an E-Honda one. Right. They have an Oro from Street Fighter Three. They have a uh, Blanca. Uh, they have uh, some pretty cool Goken ones as well. So... They've got a little bit of everything. If you like any Street Fighter character, they have a Street Fighter statue for you. So just put it out there. So check them out. Uh, just uh, don't expect to uh, don't expect to get it cheap. Uh, like their their cheapest ones are like three fifty ish, and they go up from there. So have fun. <laughs> yes, enjoy that. Yeah. So unfortunately, that is all the show we have for you this week. Um, I think we've actually done it, boys. I think we've actually kept it to like under 45 minutes. This is yeah, amazing. we're at 42 right now. Look at uh, that. Look, looking Tell good. That. So um, I will say <laughs> that we are coming up on show 300. So if there's a particular guest that you would like us to try and get a hold of for our episode, uh, again, just tweet at us at Pack Podcast or just toss down the comment below. Uh, as always, if you like the show, hit you know hit the subscribe button. That means a lot to us. Uh, or if you hated the show, tell us why, and we'll try and do better. Um, until next time, I have been your host, Michael Schluger. I'm Josh Irwin. I'm Jay Rich. Said it again. The disembodied Damn, voice of Jay Rich. He's killing it. <laughs> have a great week of gaming. Push a lot of keys for us. We will see you next week. Bye.
This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!